have a Nigerian lady who knows someone that knows someone, and that person is a friend of another. In Nigeria, everybody knows somebody. Memoir of a Nigerian My diary, my friend's discussion, my acquaintance's conversation, all on this table. Follow me and let's talk. Welcome to Memoir of a Ninja Girl. My name is Helen. On today's episode, I have. Uh, I, I try not to use so much adjectives okay. to describe people. I have Daniel, who is the CEO of Crocs. Yeah. Hello, Daniel. Hello, Helen. It's nice to have you here. Um, I'm very pleased that you're here because I thought you would say, hey, we just do a phone interview. So thank you for coming. Thank you, Ms. Lord. I mean, You've been a major player of the brand growth so far, so yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's so sweet, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, let's go straight to business. Yeah? Alright. How did you start your fashion line? Shit, I mean, the story is basically, you know... I mean, a typical you know, story for a Nigerian, you know, um, youth. Yeah. Basically, you know, you finish school and you're entirely clueless. Oh, what next to oh. that, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I was, I was, I think immediately I finished, you know, in the space of a limbo and stuff like that. So, um, I was just, I was just, I was basically just crashing in my friend's place and stuff like that. You know, I just knew that I had to do something with my life and shit like that. So, you know, I woke up one morning and, you know, I called for my friends and I was like, you know, we need to do something. We need to start maybe a clothing line. We could call it anything. We call it, you know, I was wearing like a C. R-O-K-K-S shirts. It was Crooks. Yeah. So it was like, man, we could call it anything. It doesn't really matter. We could call it like Crocs. Not the one I'm wearing. We could yeah. call it like C-R-U-X. And it will pop. And, you know, we're trying to raise five grand, uh, which is about 32 grand we're about to put together. I had 10 grand I got from, you know, building a site for somebody then. You know, that, that made up the capital. 5,000 era. No, I mean, we had 10,000. Then I had 10,000. Yeah. Then we had a couple of people throwing I mean, some money. When you say grand, many people don't know what grand is. <laughs> Okay, ten thousand there. Uh, yes, that's what I, that's what I mean, though. Okay. I mean, yeah. So you know, we started off with thirty two k, and here we are. Wow. Um, I maybe because I am a lover of your brand. Yeah. I have followed, and you talked about starting Crocs when you were in school. Mhm. So I want to know, what did you study in the university? I mean, first of all, it has nothing to do with fashion. It has nothing to do with business. It was environmental technology. Oh. You can imagine how far fetched that is from. Basically, wow. what's happening here? Right now. So, did you get your, uh, did you get parental support when you first started? No, no, there was no parental support. It was more of, um, I think you get to that stage, you want to try something that is more unorthodox to your parents, and they're like, if you don't come back, I'm not gonna send you money. <laughs> you know, I mean, that that was the, that was the phase. So, I mean, later on, you know, you get parental support, but during the start times, when you know, they're pretty skeptical. So at what stage did you decide to make fashion your career? Hmm. That would probably be, like I told you, 10 years ago, somebody told me I'll be in fashion. I mean, that would be like far-fetched because I mean, tech or something, but fashion was basically, how would I put it? You just know when it's right. Right. Yeah, it felt right. It felt right. So, so, you know, like I told you, I called a couple of my friends and it felt right. It, it felt like the right thing to do. It was, it felt like the right thing to How do. How did you get them to buy your idea? 
I mean, I'm I pretty much I'm the idea guy. <laughs> I'm the idea guy. Okay. You feel? And I have a couple of friends that I actually like kind of trust and believe. Not a lot of them are currently active, but I had I had a friend that entirely just you know kind of believed in me regardless of what, what whatever what I decided to actually. It was tech before trying to be like the next Facebook or stuff like that, but I mean that didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So Daniel, mm-hmm. what does fashion mean to you? Fashion, more in the sense of like, I'm more in love with business than fashion is fashion just business. an avenue to express. Right. I'm more in love with business than how unfinished it could possibly be. I'm, I'm. I'm somehow an insatiable being. Okay. I'm never really entirely satisfied. satisfied. So business kind of time, it kind of gives me the rage to, you know what? It hasn't on. It's never ending. Fine. It's never ending. So yeah, I find comfort. I'm more in love with business. Fashion is just an avenue to entirely express. So you are, as much as you're a fashion guy. Mm. Yeah, as much as you are a fashion guru, whatever. Yeah. Um, how do you separate the fashion? Because many people like, I can say, oh, because I like to wear accessories. Yeah. It doesn't make me a fashion businessman. Yeah, yeah, true. So how did you figure uh, figure out a way to separate your, okay, I like to wear shirts. Yeah. So I really want to wear shirts, sell it, and make money off it. Off it, it yeah. yeah. I mean, that comes in love for business. Right. Okay. For... If you look around us right now, you know, in our demographic, our generation, basically, you have a lot of creative people, but, you know, to connect the dot between the money and being creative is where the, the problem, problem is, is, usually for a lot of people. But I had a business mindset before going into fashion. Right. Do you understand? You know, so it kind of changed the perspective of, you know, how to entirely go about it. And basically, it's not like... Speaking to you right now, I wouldn't entirely tell you I had the whole thing all sorted out right from the beginning. I was right. basically just clueless at some point, but yeah. How clueless were you? Very clueless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was so. I'm allowed to use fucking clueless. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do. <laughs> do that. I was so fucking clueless. Like, my God. But yeah, but the, the cool part is, I, you know, I was saying initially before, you know, we started talking and stuff like that, that, you know, the business I ran the business for two years before actually making a profit. Oh. So, pretty much, yeah, started off clueless. Right. Um, what is the craziest you have done with fashion? The craziest I've done with fashion. I don't think I've done any craziest yet. You haven't. No, not yet. You know, but right now we're experimenting a lot of shit. Yeah. I could say shit, right? Yeah. I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could say shit. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, right now. I think the craziest is about to come. I mean, like we're still we're still at the experimental stage. Right. But the craziest is about to come. I think we've done crazy shit, but like craziest, and not yet. So what's the craziest? What, what, what's the craziest? Crazy, crazy, crazy would be. What's the craziest thing so far that we've done? Hmm. I think we do some really crazy shit. Almost like you've is seen you've seen you've seen the fashion you know ideas that we do have, and we still have a lot. Like right now, you know. Fucking with some jeans, hand painting, and stuff like that, and you know the ideas we have and how to actually represent it is like insane. So though, yeah, it's insane. I, I didn't say. You didn't say. I haven't said yet. No. My God, I even know IG. We last year online, but yeah. So Daniel, how would you describe the fashion 
industry in Nigeria, taking account that we have growth spots yeah. over the years. Yeah. So how would you describe the fashion? Like now, mm -hmm. how would you describe the growth? I mean, like, mm, how would I put this? You know, I was talking to a couple of my homies at the back, at the mall, where we have, like, a small setup and stuff like that, you know. You know, we're just talking about the whole fashion and the music industry. I, I feel like, I feel like the market for fashion hasn't entirely grown yet. Right. It's still... Growing. It's still growing. Because if you, if you, if you look at more developed markets and more developed industries, like models live really well, mm. you feel like people relating to fashion have a way of better lifestyle. You feel like mm. it's a whole lot more advanced market. But the, the the cool part is that in Africa, it's an emerging market. It's actually a growing market, which actually makes it really interesting because it hasn't peaked yet. So there's a whole lot more growth spot to actually. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think we've captured or we've grown. Maybe to twenty percent, twenty five percent, so the potential Africa can possibly, you know, play on the international scene. But yeah. yeah. Uh, but how do you, how do you see a better and a sustainable growth in the industry now? Yeah. Like what we have now. Yeah. Maybe in two years, mm -hmm. we won't find them again. Yeah. Yeah. And something new is coming. Do yeah. we have something that even in ten years, mm -hmm. it is here. It is has. Yeah. Because I remember during the Babangida era, they had this, uh, this. Um, Adire. Yeah, yeah. But where is Adire now? We don't talk it's about gone, it. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. So do we have something that is here to stay? I mean, like the way I see it, though, I see, I see the, I see the, I see the world coming to a place where it becomes a very, it's a global village right. where a lot of people tell their story through fashion and their perspective. You know, the internet has made communication and being linked, you know, different, yeah. you know, being very linked easy. very easy and stuff like that. And the thing is about, it's about trend. We, 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 we're in a space right now where I would say that fashion is always evolving. Mm. You feel? And, you know, yeah, you can't hold back to what used to pop. Right. You feel? So mm -hmm. you need to evolve with the time. You need, you need to, and if you look well, you know, love, love, um, if you refuse to evolve, you're just gonna die. Right. You feel so. Fashion is evolving, and and I think I think at this stage and with the mentality a lot of young people have towards fashion, they're evolving with the time. We we, we are plugged into the to the globe, and everybody's just evolving with it. You know, nobody's being stuck. Oh, this is the way it used to be before. This is what used to pop before. It. You know, you just gotta keep it fresh and just keep it going. Wow, that's that's that's. <laughs> <laughs> so online selling. Yeah. How did you yeah. create a niche for your brand? I mean, basically, I think I have like underground and what's it called again. The funny thing is, you know, I tell, I tell, I tell, I tell my little homies. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> I tell my little homies. The fact is, you know, like like Steve said, like you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking backwards. You know, first of all, for the internet thing. I didn't know the knowledge I had with the internet or how to build websites or how to, you know, be more technologically inclined yeah. will come into play. I didn't know how it will come into play in future. Right. So fashion just leverage on on, I, on a knowledge I already did have, you feel? So I was just looking for more like a business that could fit the online 
you know the other tech technological ideas I already did have and stuff like that. You know, so I think the idea is that you know um, the future is the internet. Right. I mean, like if you think about it now, the next twenty years probably talking about AI and five G. But yeah. right now, the future is the internet, and if your business is not entirely plug the internet then yeah. you're building a dinosaur journey done yeah and okay. i mean we don't have any dinosaur I anywhere hope i hope not <laughs> no we don't like that would be scary as fuck <laughs> no we don't so i mean the idea was entirely you know plugging the business to something that is going to be part of us forever right. you feel and internet is just the way to go about it right you have one of the most reliable delivery service Goddamn happy about that <laughs> yeah because i have been but I, is it four years is yeah, it three it's years it's more than four years more I than four years i think i remember the first time you called me that was um i was in a way basically <laughs> oh you went over there yeah, i was, oh, I was okay. in a way she was like i needed it the next day i'm like you know i'm just gonna scramble chisco or something so i sent him a night bus <laughs> yeah and I, passed, I hope it I was think, not the big color one was it the big no it wasn't the big color <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> I think I think the shirts thing were way more, you know, better. But I mean, that's yeah, nice. That's really really nice. Yeah. So, you have one of the most reliable delivery services. Was that something you did intentional, or to serve your customers, or yeah. is just something that happens coincidental? I mean, in business, the truth about it is that a lot of things have to be intentional. Right. You feel? A lot of things have to be intentional. Okay. Why I would say it's very intentional is the fact that. You know, why we're nowhere, we're still making deliveries to right. Lagos. To Lagos. But it took time, you feel. And we realized for us to cut the delivery time shorter, we need to move to Lagos to actually guarantee 24 hours, you know, delivery timeline within people in Lagos. Oh. So, you know, we moved to service a bigger market better, you know. So, and, you know, we have like one of the best hands on, shout out to Chike. You know, like yeah. Chike, shout, out <laughs> shout out to Chike. You know, we have, you know, the one of the greatest hands-on, very hardworking guy. So you know, he just can go crazy on him. He like takes a whole, you know, stress and trying to figure out how to actually make the system a whole lot more better. And we're constantly developing. We're not perfect, but I think eighty percent of the time we're on point. Yeah, yeah. You feel? And the whole idea is be eighty percent. Maybe in the next six months, be ninety, and gradually maybe. I don't know what anybody has hundred, but I mean, yeah, closer to hundred, we can do that. Ninety-eight, ninety-eight is cool. <laughs> <laughs> so is cool, yeah. You left away. Mm. I had to leave them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no the offense. The way you said it's not nice. I have no to offense. Leave. It's not bad. It's not that. It's no offense to my homies. No, no offense. No, but you, you but have you have the smile on your face, like. You you had you have to. You have to, like, in a sense, Lagos is a stepping stone to the bigger dream. Yeah. Just the way Oray was a place we need to start up. The whole idea is start where you are. Right. And do the most with what you have and where you are at the moment. So, Oray was a starting point. I went to university in Oray. So, where am I going to go to? You <laughs> feel so. And being able to create that level of small impact because we were invited to GT Fashion Week from Oray. Oh, and it's like, yo, <laughs> Whoa, we gotta move. Yeah, we got, we have to move. And we came to GT Fashion Week, and the 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 attention we got was insane. Like people practically love that, sh- love that shit. I could say that. Yeah, they love that <laughs> shit. You feel so? It was insane. It was great. And and we we're like, yo, man, if we're popping from, oh, 
banging in the east and banging in the west. We should, we should, ju- we should just call to do. <laughs> so it was not such a, a big decision for you to make living away. Financially, at that point, you know, we we're a whole lot more smaller, but you know, it was big. Nice. Yo, like. I mean, like it was, like, you know, I don't want to go to. Even many, know. many people yeah. who have this um, business and this fashion, they have been in the fashion industry for mm-hmm. years. Just never calls them. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, 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 <laughs> they, <laughs> just never calls them. What the fuck? True. They're true. calling you from Owerri. Check. How can I be part of the team? You know? Yeah, I mean, we'll put at some table. <laughs> <laughs> you are big on Instagram adverts. Yeah. How much resources did you commit to that? Mm. Every. Well, I have um, I had a friend all around on uh, what was that on Sunday, mm. and I mentioned you, mm. and he says, "Oh, I see that guy every time <laughs> on on um, Explore." Yeah. yeah. How much do you pay for that shit? Of course. That's a whole. I mean, like, <laughs> when you think about it, if you think about it, yeah. First of all, like the marketing budget I've grown, right. based on the scale of the business, it's just like having like two hundred k worth of product and you're putting like. 300 G's on ads. That uh-huh. doesn't entirely make any sense. You feel? So, the idea is that the ads have grown over time. So, currently, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you something about your mind. You know, I was, <laughs> I was talking, I was talking to, I, I hate to go directly to the finance, but I just want to give you a scale of what the ads entirely right. looks like. You feel? Just, just so you have like a, a scope of what I'm trying to, okay explain okay i was talking to one of the directors in conga and he told me that when Kong, when conga was still conga i'm saying that loud when conga was still, <laughs> <laughs> when conga was still conga they used to spend about 200 million in a month on ads on yeah exactly that's the expression i wanted to see okay that's like 200 million on ads and he was like yo and they make close to, they make billions, about four billion on, on re- revenue. I don't, I'm not entirely sure of that fact, but I know you mentioned something like that. But that even got our mind to, we need to scale up the product to actually, you know, invest more marketing. So right now we we're spending close to 400 to 500 grand monthly on on ads. But then again, we need to diversify the ads right. to more social media platforms and stuff like that. We're not big on Twitter. TikTok is a different market, and right. that's entirely what we intend to. But with the whole regulation TikTok? with Trump, so I don't yeah. really know how that will play out. Instagram Reel has been rolled out and stuff like that.